Welcome to the Work Reset Revolution. And today I am here with Tarek Kureshi. And Tarek is founder and CEO of Exponential and Mad Group Futurist and also runs Tarek TV, uh, where he also has a platform for people and voices of the future. So love to hear more about that shortly, but welcome, Tarek. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Kara. It's lovely to be here. It's a real privilege. And I know the world has the boundaries have collapsed and this whole podcast revolution has fundamentally given us an opportunity to have these wonderful conversations. So I'm really looking forward to the next uh, 20, 15, 20 minutes. It's fantastic, isn't it, that we can do a podcast like this. So, um, yes, my first question to you really is in, in your view, and what do you think are the biggest challenges that are affecting modern workplaces? Well, the challenges, there are tremendous challenges, but I would say that the opportunities are way, way, way bigger than the challenges, Kara, uh, and I think people don't see it that way. Um, I use a few phrases, and I, I'll share these early phrases with you. One of them is learning from the future. The other is leading from the future. Now, what we have to start doing is thinking through, as a futurist myself, is how we can Learn from the future because, in my view, a lot of the future has already happened. It's just unevenly distributed. And we need to be able to understand that and tap into that, that collective intelligence that you talk about and that wisdom that is out there and bring it back to us and then lead ourselves with that future in mind. I use the analogy of driving a car that when we drive a car, we look forward. And only 5% of the time we look in our rearview mirror when we are slowing down, accelerating, or changing direction. That is exactly how we need to look at our lives in terms of what is out there, 95% looking ahead and only 5% behind, and only in those circumstances. So the challenges are, you know, there are huge challenges out there. But I think what we need to do is to sort of step back and sort of see exactly how we need to be able to cope with these challenges. Some of the work that I do, um, Kara, is that um, we have, uh, yeah. I run programs on future readiness, for example, um, how to be future ready, how to be future fit, and how to be future proofed. And that is very, very closely linked with the, a, a lot of the work that, uh, that you constantly are doing. And the anatomy of our cells, uh, both organizationally and uh, uh, personally, some of the things that we can see, they are visible, um, are, uh, and actions and behaviors and strategies and processes are visible to us. But on a personal level, thoughts, emotions, ideas, those are invisible, but they are way more important and impact us much, much more. So we are not looking at these kinds of things sufficiently. Uh, so that's one of the, the ideas that I'd like to throw out there as a challenge. Yeah. Another challenge I'd like to share with you, which I think people will find quite amusing, uh, a research study done by Oracle uh, in 2019, October 2019. Um, the outcome was that 64% of the people trust a robot more than they trust their managers. 64% of the people. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not easy. And when you think crazy, about it, isn't it? It's a crazy number. <laughs> and I believe that number has increased into its 70s now. So what is happening is that we are still potentially 
and intellectually living in the 20th century, in the 19th century, in terms of a lot of our expectations from our managers, in terms of repetitive behavior, in terms of uh, routine and, and, and reliability and so on. While humans are much better at counseling and, and creativity and imagination and so on. So that, that is a very interesting data point, and I'll come back to that as we, uh, as we go into this session. And I think that is something we need to uh, carefully look after uh, as we go forward. Yeah. When I start my presentation, I do um, uh, a lot of keynote uh, presentations all over the world, uh, done both for 500 of these. My first slide and my first word on that first slide is the word trust. And trust is at a premium more than ever, ever before, Karen. It's, it's really in a place where it has never been. We can't travel without, we don't trust each other in terms of what, um, uh, you know, uh, vaccine we have taken, etc. We can't do anything. And a lot of the new technologies that are coming up uh, is built around trust. And there is a trust deficit. The other deficit is a truth deficit or what is truth, an absolute truth versus an alternative truth. And there's so much technology that is available here. I think these are the kinds of challenges that we have. And in these challenges, empathy, ethics, values, humanity, uh, those are the key things. Now, you, have, you say you have young children, and when you talk to younger people, we look at technology, we are running after technology. Actually, if you try to run after technology, technology is going to be faster than you and will be more efficient than you. And you, potentially humans will lose. The only way, and, and, and let me share it in a slightly different way. That I would say that anything that can be digitized will be, because it'll be a thousand times faster and a thousand times cheaper. But anything and everything that cannot be digitized, love, harmony, common sense, judgment, ethics, flow, vitality, uh, sense of, uh, you know, a sense of being, a mindfulness, all of these things will be a million times more valuable. Yeah. So our challenge is technology can be used as a tool for us, not as a problem for us. We've actually made it into a problem. But if we start looking at our more human side of things, that is where the world is going to change for us. So the challenges are technological. But we are, they are self-inflicted. If you go back yeah. 100 years, if you go back 100 years, over 80, 85% of the diseases, whether it's tuberculosis, malaria, whatever, they were uh, you know, infectious diseases. Today, over 80% of the diseases uh, are self-inflicted. Uh, cardiometabolic diseases, stress-related diseases, cancer, all of these are not infectious diseases. We are basically giving that to ourselves. So that has become... Um, a, a problem that we need to be able to, to address. And I dare say we'll go deeper into that, but I'd like to make one further point and then mm. uh, you can have some follow-on questions related to that. What do you feel about what, what I have set up there? Well, I was just going to say, I, I completely agree and, you know, using our, more focusing on our emotional intelligence because I believe that the future is not just going to be, it's going to be a combination of our intellect, science, but also our intuition, you know, our inner inner wisdom. The, 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 there's that truth, I think, there that you were speaking about. Everybody has their own truth, I guess. You know, that inner knowledge, that inner genius. But we need to be able to get still. We need to be able to give ourselves the time 
to get to that space. And I think one of the things that you, I completely agree, like we have inflicted a lot of, so that's your second point, a lot of the, you know, the diseases on ourselves. If you look at the World Health Organization talks about the top, you know, 10 causes of death. Um, and their most recent report was, I think, in 2020, where the stroke and heart disease were in the top two or three. And those are stress, yes, yeah. you know, inflicted and burnout, infl- you know, that's burnout is chronic work related stress that, you know, yeah. and so those are actually things that we've done ourselves. So and we can autocorrect that by, you know, assessing that risk and look at continuously preventing it. But there's a big kind of um, mindset shift as well that needs to go on because we've still been working in this way that sort of formulated in the 80s I think and that just doesn't fit in 2022 so my my question to you is do you believe the future is a you know this combination of um, science intellect and our our emotion intelligence or our intuition how do you see us navigating so uh Science is, is very much there, science and technology and, and all of those elements. Uh, when I uh, talk about the uh, about COVID and COVID vaccine, I uh, interviewed the CEO of Moderna, uh, Stefan Bansel, uh, on the day he was launching the uh, uh, the vaccine. So it's great discovery, just 20th of January, 2021. Wow. And I, and I remember uh, speaking to him very distinctly, and he sort of said, um, he said, you know, we anticipated this. Uh, and when I first read the news, it was the 10th of January, and we had a, a vaccine ready in 42 days. So science and technology won, but government, politics, and humanity failed. It took over a year for, uh, for the vaccine to actually be released to start saving people. Then the World Health Organization, uh, which was built 80 years ago, doesn't serve today's purpose anyway, was too damn slow because uh, uh, we had a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, we had a vaccine that was available. It was a global problem, not a country by country or company by company issue. It should have been available for everyone. And I remember in the second half of, of COVID, people in Africa and South Asia they were dying and they were just going getting through this whole process, while people in in, in the Western developed countries and Pfizer becoming you know, uh, making billions out of it and Moderna making billions out of it and so on. Our human structures are wrong. And I think that is something that we need to, uh, you know, consciously address and look forward to. So so let's talk about solutions then in terms yeah, of... I, I was going to get to that. I said yeah. on, the, so on the one side, there was there was the technology piece. So mm. technology is winning, but the, the, the other side is failing. Now, you mentioned the word intuition. So as technology develops, I, I, I use the analogy of a, uh, I speak in a lot of analogies, as you can see, particularly uh, if I'm on an on a audio podcast. And, and that's like riding a horse. Technology to me is like riding a horse. It's 10 times faster and 10 times stronger, but we ride it and we control it. And that is how we need to see it. So we need to build our multiple intelligences. And when we go to university, the only two intelligences that we seem to be tested most on is numerical and verbal. Uh, but when you think about it, we have you know, visual linguistic intelligence, we have musical and rhythmic intelligence, we have spatial intelligence, we have sensual intelligence. We have 10, 12 different intelligences, and we need to develop those much, much more as a solution to the, to the issues that we are facing in the world today. 
when we are growing in exponential times, and I can talk about exponential growth if you like, uh, we need to have a central purpose. We need a, a something that, that, that is there at our core. And once we know what is at our core, then we can build our own operating system to solve those uh, the issues around us. And to me, there are five key elements around that core. First is mindset. How do I make sense of the world? Yeah. The second is about empathy. How do I relate with myself and others? Uh, third would be flow. How do I perform at my best? When am I really buzzing out? The fourth is about vitality. How do I manage my health, energy, mindfulness? And last but not the least is ethics. How do I make the right decisions? And if you can keep purpose in the center of these five things around you, this, by the way, is a checklist for all HR managers in the future. This is how you select people, your degrees and graduation and stuff like that. Those may get you inside the door. But it's the purpose, mindset, empathy, flow, vitality, and ethics. That is how you select people. Oh, and this is yeah. this is how you build your 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 formula basically that is a really great really great technique really great tip actually and uh i'm sure our listeners will find that really useful and in terms of you know we also know that from our research with sheffield university we found that there is a lot of what we call moral injury in in uh in organizations which is um you know when somebody is witnessed or seen an act that goes against their own values and beliefs so there's often a misalignment with the purpose and the values and you know even sort of company mission and so i talk a lot about moral resilience right where we're really similarly to you so we're connecting to the purpose the individual purpose is connected to the organization purpose and yeah. there's an alignment right yeah. um and um so wonderful so in terms of solutions um I, I i'd love to also hear a bit more about um about that and also about the work that you do with tarek tv and 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 the, and the voices of the future <laughs> certainly um i'm a futurist as you introduced me earlier on and as part of, the, of being a futurist i i started out i was uh uh, working with Dow Jones and Wall Street Journal, I was head of Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and a billion-dollar company. Then I became the the uh, publisher of the Times and Sunday Times newspaper, brought it to the Middle East, Africa region, and then I was heading Bloomberg, Bloomberg Media. Uh, and then I think midlife crisis hit me, and a few things happened. That's a longer story for a different day. I decided to become more of an entrepreneur myself. I was an entrepreneur, now became an entrepreneur very stressful. Uh, getting a monthly salary is actually very interesting. And I was working for great organizations and I lost that. And, then, uh, and that became my epiphany in terms of becoming, I, I did a lot of social work. I set up a, a, a mad, mad group, which is my other company. MAD stands for make a difference. My, my world, my, my personal mission is to make a difference uh, uh, for humanity, both businesses and, uh, and organizations. And fundamentally change. And I'm doing this thing through learning and learning and development and reaching a billion kids all over the world. So that's what I'm doing in terms of a purpose. While I was doing this, uh, Kara, uh, my futurism was born out of a, a session that I did uh, about six years ago. And now hopefully I have reached closer to mastery on that one now with research and time and wisdom. And one of the things I learned was that in 1451, Johannes Gutenberg, uh, he invented the printing press. Then everything changed. Religion changed, commerce changed, education changed. Everything changed by one invention. 
Today, there are about 25 Gutenberg moments happening simultaneously. And they're happening around us all the time. And what is happening is that there are so many, and these Gutenberg moments are AI, nanotechnology, uh, uh, cryptocurrencies, uh, blockchain, uh, quantum computing, etc. Each one of them is a Gutenberg moment. Then what's happening is all of these things are coming together and converging in one place and then diverging. So you spoke to me about the challenges earlier on. It's not easy to describe the challenges of the future at a very superficial peripheral level. It actually is way deeper than that. And this convergence that is happening in the world is where I think the world, uh, we need to be able to address that. So we need to make ourselves future proof. And that's where the work, the body of my work that I do is I, I go into a board, uh, uh, in a board meeting or a C-level meeting, and I tend to open their board meetings uh, and give them a new jargon to look at, give them a new, new language to work with. Um, and one of the key things is mindset shift and, and immune systems. Now, we as human beings have immune systems, but corporations have immune systems. Think of immune system in a way that if, if you were to replace your kidney, um, the first thing that would, the doctor would do is to give you immunosuppressants. And once the antibodies have, been, have subsided, then you can take uh, the, the new kidney and you have half a chance of success. That is what I do. I go and talk about the future and give these companies immunosuppressants. Now, what do those immunosuppressants look like? Um, most boards I go into, 80% men, 90% men. So first thing is bring in women. Uh, and, and so many competent women out there, and they should be brought in and, and embraced uh, in this environment. It's very seldom people can say that that's not a good idea. Another one is youth, youth boards. We've created those. Uh, we come in with various programs in terms of future readiness. So that's the body of my work with Exponential. Um, the second is learning and development. Uh, the second is learning and development. How can we, uh, you know, diminish uh, and reduce our immune system, uh, you know, the barrier to, the, to, to growth and change? and open ourselves up. And that is something we are not very good at as human beings because we are used to habit and we have a fear of failure. Uh, we have a fear of regret. So we don't take those decisions very well. And I think that is something we need to work on and develop. And the last piece, which links to Tariq.tv, is all my media work where I do uh, Globes. I'm a speaker on the global circuit, uh, on the future. Uh, and I'm on the soft side of the future. I'm talking about purpose and trust, and truth and ethics. You know, AI is not biased or a racist. We are. Uh, robot, robots are not nasty and mean and kill things. We have that tendency and we're giving them the power. So our moral compass and our ethics and our values and our humanity and our compassion, those are the things that we need to be working on to have a brighter future. And I think being human in the digital age is really the critical thing. The more human we are, the better we will be as we look forward. And that's part of my teaching and all of my work, body of work comes through that. And, and you know, I, everything just sort of flows from there. And, uh, so the more human, the, sorry, you, sorry, you go. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying the more, uh, as we go forward uh, in, in a future, in a digital world, the more human you are, the more successful you are. I love that. The more human we are, the more successful we will be in the digital world. Yeah. So uh, ending with our, my final question, what does a work reset revolution 
look like to you? The way I look at that is, uh, and I have to, I've had to make a lot of adjustments myself. Is uh, is to be is to have that mindset shift that the way we work has changed. Um, you know, funnily enough, during COVID, if I look at the number of hours, uh, it has become much more. Uh, there is no distinct line between when work finishes and when I go home because I am at home or even now uh, I tend to spill over. So I think uh, building a sense of personal discipline would be important. Um, building a sense of purpose and aligning your personal purpose and the corporate purpose is a critical way to uh, to look forward and move forward. Yeah. And I know you mentioned uh, uh, the, the green revolution. I think that the green revolution over the next 30 to 40 years is the single largest revolution that has ever taken place. Uh, the, the ESG environment that we're looking at. Yeah. So it's a hundred trillion dollar industry that is being created literally as we speak, which means we can double the global GDP. Now, when you think of it like that, and we think of sustainability, ESG and all the initiatives will fail, drastically fail, until and unless we make sustainability more profitable than the dirty work that we do on oil and gas and, and exploration mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Till that day, greed is the driver. Yeah. And, 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 and it won't change. So we can tinker at the edges, we can do bits and pieces here and there, we go about it. But the world is struggling. We have 33 million people uh, displaced in Pakistan because of monsoon floods. We had, yeah. uh, you know, millions of people in China displaced because of the heat. We had a heat wave in, the, in Europe and so on. So if, if this isn't happening and people don't accept that, but they don't because money is more important, numbers are more important. But I believe that things will keep happening until people do accept that, right? I think we're gonna we are still up for some challenges, not just environmental. You know, we, they've already been. You know, there may be another pandemic. We've got to get ready for the really big changes that we're walking towards, right? And people and businesses and everybody, we all need to get ready ready for that. And and if we are don't have the right energy, if we're working in the wrong way, if you know there's a toxic work environment, if people are feeling burnt out, we're not going to have the right energy to take the action on the on the environment, as you say, but also not have the right outlook on it. So I could not agree more on that. So um, Tarek, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a, an absolute pleasure talking to you today, and I know that our listeners are going to love this podcast so thank you so much for for coming on and and sharing all your work with and we'll link uh, your website and, and link at the bottom of the podcast for anybody that wants to get in touch with with uh, Tarek and his team thank you very much Adika. It's, it's been a real pleasure and uh, i know we, we were all over the place and you were focused on more on the burnout piece but i'm a broader thinker and hopefully some of my thoughts and insights and wisdom will help you become future ready, future fit and future proofed. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Work Reset Revolution. I'd like to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. As a next step, share this episode with anyone that you think may benefit. 
Follow us on LinkedIn at Softer Success for more inspiration to change the way we work and contact us at info at to find out more about our burnout assessment tool. If you have any feedback on how to improve, please do reach out to me as I'm always keen to learn more. Thank you so much for listening and we'll meet again on the next episode of Work Reset Revolution.